Welcome back to a brand new edition of the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. Ryan Snyder will join us in just a second. I'm Greg Pickle, and we have plenty to get to once again on this Tuesday as November rolls along. Penn State back in the win column over the weekend, beating Maryland uh, pretty handily, even though there were obviously some struggles in that game. Now we're on to Michigan week, and as we've told you for quite some time here on the show, this is always going to be a big recruiting week. We'll get into that later on. Ryan, we're going to start with the class of 2022 because... Don't look now, but if you take a quick peek at the calendar, we're not that far from the early signing day. And I think that in most years, that'd be getting more buzz right now. But because Penn State did such a good job in the summer of getting commitments on board, and then there being some, and we'll get to that in a second, but not much drama with this class, I think it's kind of fallen off the radar a little bit, but it's not too far away at this point. I pray for a drama-free signing day <laughs> it's all about james franklin of course and and him sticking and, and as long as he is uh nitty line head coach uh, come december 15th uh, I'm, I'm not too concerned about it that this class should you know get, get be pretty smooth uh, but you know that's everything that's been everything for a couple of weeks now we'll, we'll keep we'll keep stressing that i, I think that's why uh, maybe somebody took a visit this weekend which we will hit on in a second but everything looks good right now man it's it's everybody seems pretty positive upbeat but, uh, yeah, it's all about where uh, where James Franklin is is at uh, come early December. Yes, yeah, so obviously that's going to be something that's talked about a lot over the few weeks that are ahead here in the regular season. Then we'll get into bowl conversations and everything else. But at this point in time, as we record this, Tuesday morning, November 9th, Penn State 8th in the on-3 2022 team rankings of 25 commitments, of course, on board there. Don't forget, Blue White Illustrated is now a part of On3. Visit us, bluewhiteillustrated.com, where you can join for just $1 for an entire year of access, Ryan. No deal like that on the internet to follow Penn State football, Penn State recruiting, Penn State athletics. So join us today, bluewhiteillustrated.com, and you can, again, join On3, join us for just a buck. If you do do that, uh, you would have found out before this episode that a Penn State commit did uh, take a visit elsewhere this week. Ryan, you talked to his coach pretty uh, recently, and it's Zane Durant, mm-hmm. one of Penn State's, again, 25 uh, verbal commitments in the class of 2022 from the high school ranks. He's a guy who, you know, even though he committed to Penn State a pretty long time ago, I think everyone kind of assumed that you'd have to keep an eye on him. Uh, he's a four-star in our on-three rankings, number 300 nationally, 26 at his position, 37 in uh, in the state of Florida. He committed on July 4th, 6'1", 255 is what we have him listed at. What's the latest on him at this point in time? Yeah, he was one of, was it four guys who committed on July 4th? I know three did. Uh, it was, that a was a fireworks fair... filled July 4th for Penn State. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was. So, um, you know, that it makes sense that uh, he, he was always kind of someone to watch for just because I think his commitment was kind of a surprise. Uh, a lot of people expected him <laughs> to kind of end up at Miami. And we learned a few days ahead of time that it was going to be Penn State. Uh, of course, uh, Miami was where he went this past weekend. And, uh, you know, he, Zane hasn't opened up about it too much, I don't believe. Uh, I did catch up with his coach, though. And, you know, I, I don't want to say this is completely because of Franklin and, and, the, and those rumors, but I, I think that's certainly part of it. Uh, at the same time, I feel like he always kind of wanted to take visits. He he hinted that to me back in, I don't know, I don't think it was July. It was more so August or maybe early September. Uh, actually, yeah, it was, after, it was after he took a UCF visit. I think it was for the first game of the season. He went to UCF for 
Boise State, I believe. And after that, we talked a little bit, and you know, he said he was considering maybe finishing up uh, with two official visits that he has left. We'll see if that happens. Nothing right now appears to be scheduled, but he does have two officials. Uh, the Miami visit was just an unofficial visit. It, it, it went, you know, it just just down to watch a game. Um, you know that their staff is on him hard, and and that will continue. So I, I don't, I I do kind of expect this to go out the next couple of weeks. So, um, so I, I don't want to give a ton away just because I'm going to have a full interview uh, for our subscribers later today. So let's see, uh, kind of. I guess what what I will say is that I think Auburn and Tennessee are pushing for official visits, and that's that's one thing I think fans need to keep an eye on. Uh, Miami's not going to let up, and and he is talking to a couple schools. So the James Franklin stuff I think is a big part of it, but I also feel like he always just kind of wanted to to finish out with visits. And uh, is he a hundred percent sure that he wants to come uh, up to Penn State? You know, so far away from home, uh, he is an early enrollee, which is big, and and, and that means Penn State won't have to. Um, you know, worry about this dragging into into January. So let's see what happens here. These next couple of weeks are be important, man. If he wants to take official visits, he doesn't have to attend games. Of course, he can go in uh, the, the first week or two in December. But um, we'll, we'll be keeping a very close eye on him for sure. Let's talk generally for a second. And again, you can check out Ryan's full interview with Zane Durant's coach a little bit later today at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Um, I want to go back to the early enrollee thing you just mentioned. Uh, and if James, and this is the part of the James Franklin conversation, but what is the norm for guys who are concerned? I mean, obviously, look, if James Franklin's going to leave, which at this point in time, I've gone back and forth. There was a point in time I really thought he was going to leave. There was a point in time I thought there was no chance. I'm probably still leaning towards the probably not side of things. But anyway, that's, that's not really part of this conversation. But is it fair to say that uh, the first thing fans should watch for in this regard is guys maybe getting concerned about early enrollment. And beyond mm -hmm. that, what options do these guys have if they plan to early enroll, but they're a little bit uncertain about what Penn State's coaching future is, or any school for that matter? Any guy that wants to early enroll, but he's concerned his coach is going to get fired. What is, can you walk us through what kind of, from your experience, is the, the path these guys have? Do they have to pretty much uh, find somewhere to go before the start of the spring semester, or mm -hmm. can they strike string things out a little bit? No, as long as your credits are done for high school, you know you can just choose not to early enroll and then you know wait, pick a school in January, and then enroll at the school of your choice uh, as a normal student would, uh, which would basically be the the first semester of summer, I believe. Um, yeah, at least that's how it would the be. Main at Penn semester State. for Penn State, yeah, right, yep, yeah. So. Um, that that's that's I mean, guys can absolutely do that as long as you have the credits and you finish you can take three three four months off uh and and just you know train and, and get ready uh on your own so that is a path i don't think uh that's one that these guys want to take i mean i sure. will say that i've had one or two recruits bring it up to me uh that penn state has i believe 10 or 11 guys let me see i'm running through the list here i think it's 11 guys maybe 10 excuse me i think it's 10 uh, who are planning to enroll early i'll just give those names out it's drew alar Katron Allen, Jerry Cross, Zane Durant, Cam Miller, J.B. Nelson, Bo Pribula, Caden Saunders, Drew Shelton, and Nick Singleton. Uh, so those guys are all planning to be here, and, and all of them should be here. Uh, now, out of that group, I have had one or two text me that, you know, say that, you know, they'd like to um, – I guess figure out truly what James is thinking, you know, because because that is their their plan. But uh, you know, I, I, look, these guys are having talks with James all the time. They're hearing the same things we are about, you know, that that he wants to 
you know, find, find some ways to get some upgrades. And that's been a, that's been the story for a couple of years now. So I, I expect them all to be here early. Uh, but, but yes, if they, if they wanted to, they can just hold off and, and uh, you know, either take some visits early in, in December and, and still try and roll early at another school or, or just wait and, and, you know, get on campus in May. Awesome. All right. Uh, let me ask you one more question about the commitment in general. We're going to get in a sec here to kind of where some of these guys are along their high school season. But let me ask you about just in general. Uh, we talked about Zane Durant taking visits. I'm not asking for names here, but I think we're all well aware of the fact that more often than not, uh, maybe not at this point in the cycle, but you're going to get deep commitments at some point. So mm-hmm. just from a general sense, on a scale of, let's say, 1 to 10, um, What's your concern level about any decommits moving forward? Obviously, look, the James Franklin part of that equation is a big deal. Um, but let's just say, let's put the conversation in the context of James Franklin is at Penn State moving forward. Mm-hmm. What concern level, if any, do you have about decommitments with this class? It's a very, very, very tight group. It's also one that has commits from a couple of different parts of the country that maybe aren't ones that Penn State recruits regularly and or, uh, you know, is far away from where those guys are. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's pretty low. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, you know, there's not like five guys right now taking visits or anything right. like that. I mean, Zane Durant took a visit. And then the one other thing that popped up was kind of Florida offering Cam Miller. And of course, you know, uh, Cam is, he's in Jacksonville. It's not too far from Gainesville. I mean, that would be the hometown school uh, for him. So uh, the thing with Cam is just that he doesn't do interviews. So it's incredibly difficult. And Trinity Christian isn't a school that uh, does a lot of, uh, publicity at least not not from what i've been able to find so it's just hard to to kind of get a read for that but i did have people bring that up as something to maybe monitor but look at what's happening to florida right now you know they've lost was it yeah. four of their last five or something like that there's a lot of big talk staff about changes down damn, there yep yeah so i mean that that can't be helping their situation as far as plucking him away but it is something i i thought was interesting but i i guess you know, I don't know of anybody else that's that's taking visits. Uh, I, I've asked around. I've done my best to to try and figure out who we have to watch for. Jordan Allen was consistently the name uh, that that we knew. You know, wanted to go to LSU for a couple of visits. Of course, he went to Ole Miss, and that's what changed everything. Um, just kind of running through the list here. I mean, Amari Amari Evans hasn't. I haven't seen anything with him. I'm trying to find the guys outside of the region. Uh, you know, it it seems pretty firm to me from from the outside looking in, and and. The people I talk to, I mean, we, we I ask about this stuff all the time and, and they seem to not have much of a concern. So, I mean, Zane feels like the one guy we have to monitor. And if and if Zane were say say Zane were to decommit, you know, that would be two official decommitments, although Penn State and Jordan Allen was more of a parting ways. And and, uh, you know, that would be about what the average is, you know, when right. you get to this kind of time of the year. So there's not like, uh, you know, there, there's a heightened sense of uh, worry uh, amongst these guys. So. And Zane's the only one I'm really focused on, maybe Cam Miller, but I, I can't really speak to it because he hasn't really talked about it. All right. Well, let's talk about some guys who are very solid, uh, both as players and as commits. We are at the time of year when teams are getting deeper and deeper into the postseason. Obviously, uh, when you're a Penn State commit, not every one of them is on a team that is star-studded and going to fight for a championship, but a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good time to highlight those guys before we move into kind of a look at uh, what could be left for Penn State in the class of 2022 on the addition side of things? Ryan, which guys are standing out to you? Obviously, I think many Penn State fans and listeners to the show have been following Drew Aller's season, which continues uh, this weekend. But there's some other guys who are still alive for postseason uh, opportunities as well. I always say Alar. I don't know why. It's Aller. I know it's Aller. 
I just naturally always you're say not the large. Only one. Just, just, you're not the only one that's I know. like that. Um, it, it's, it's, I think I, I got to fix that. It was ingrained in a lot of our heads early on. And then when we found out the correct way to <laughs> say it, uh, it still yeah. hasn't completely taken over those bad habits. So uh, me of all people buddy, though should get that right. So you're not anyway. alone in that problem. Yeah. Uh, but now Drew's crushing it. I mean, look, I think both the quarterbacks are crushing it. And that's I think that's a great place to start. I mean, Drew Drew's regular season stats were 217 of 335. I think it was like a 65% uh, completion rate, you know, 3,176 yards uh, passing, uh, 35 touchdowns and three interceptions. I mean, that's that's an incredible number. And oh, by the way, you know, he ran for 360 yards uh, and seven touchdowns as well. So all of that lines up well. And then you look at Bo Pribula. He's completing 76% of his passes as uh, 106 of 130. I don't that doesn't include his playoff game from last week uh but he had 2100 yards passing 30 touchdowns five interceptions and you know uh, at the end of his season too man he was completing you know 80 almost it was like 85 percent of his passes or something it was it was a crazy number so it was uh you know, 388 rushing, six touchdowns for for Bo. So both of those guys are just playing smart football. Uh, of course, you know, I, I don't think anybody will will argue. I mean, Aller has more uh, physical um, tools, I guess, than Bo. Uh, but as I've talked about a million times, I mean, Bo's just an incredible player as far as um, yeah, the intangibles. You know, that just just he's he's a total winner. He makes great decisions all the time, and you know that's why I, I think anybody writing him off is uh, just getting a little ahead of themselves here. So uh, both of those guys stand out. I mean, obviously, we don't have a ton of defensive stats uh, for for um, you know the, the defensive linemen and 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 uh, you know linebackers, even the defensive backs. I mean, it's it's hard to track defensive stats in high school. I've tried it; it's not easy to do, and um, you know doing it over the course course of a season is harder. I will say. Uh, Zane Durant's coach, uh, what was it? 15 sacks, 28 tackles for loss, I believe was the stats. That's that's a Good great season. season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was a running back too, I learned. Uh, so there's some pretty there's some pretty fun running back film of, of him out there. He's just a great athlete. Uh, that's the thing with Zane. Uh, but come back to offense, I mean, Nick Singleton, we have all his stats, 123 carries, uh, 1,499 yards. And that was just in eight games. I know they had one game canceled uh, because the other team had a forfeit for COVID. Uh, and then they, they've had, I think they've been off like two or three weeks now that I know they're going to face uh, Warwick least, this yeah. weekend. This, yeah, I know. Well, I know one, one of their games, I think it was two, three weeks ago was the, was the COVID thing. And then they had a bye week because they were the top seed. Uh, and man, governor Mifflin, I think governor Mifflin is the best team in the state. Uh, they're, they're five, a, you know, I'm sure there's a six, a 6A team or two, maybe LaSalle. I, I've seen a couple of times. They're really good. Uh, but I think governor Mifflin is just a train, man. They, they should get right to Hershey. Uh, and, and Nick Singleton's a big reason why averaging 12, uh, yards per carry 30 touchdowns has over a hundred touchdowns in his career. Now. I mean, of course that's, uh, I think he's an easy one to pick, right? I mean, we knew. Yeah. I wish I could get Catron Allen stats. I've been trying to to follow him closely. Yeah, he, uh, I am. Go ahead. You know, you would think that, uh, yeah, IMG Academy stats would be easier to run down, but <laughs> they are not. Ah, they're not. Yeah. So I, I wish I had more on Allen because I know a lot of people are asking me about it. You know, we saw some of his film from early in the season, a couple of those ESPN games, Twitter highlights and stuff. And I don't really believe he's put out, uh, any highlights i'll double check here on on auto real quick but i don't think he's put out any kind of film uh even from individual games this season so he's been tough to track down uh caden saunders i'll run through quick 28 uh was it 28 rushes for 324 yards five touchdowns 38 receptions 392 and five touchdowns uh, he also had some big impacts on special teams i know he had at least one 
punt return for a touchdown. I think he had almost 400 yards uh, in special teams. The thing with the thing with uh, Caden was that he had to play quarterback for them a lot. They just, you know, they had a young kid there and, uh, you know, just just kind of struggled to, 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 to find Caden and get him get him the ball. So they had him playing wildcat a lot. It wasn't, you know, you look at Caden's stats, it wasn't one of those you know, crazy numbers kind of years, but he, I mean, he still in all purpose yards was well over a thousand yards and, and found different ways to get his team. They, they got into the playoffs and they lost to powerhouse. Uh, was it Massillon, I believe, or, or something like that um, in, in the first round. So uh, those guys all stand out. Uh, I have to get Anthony Ivy stats. I have to still get Tyler Johnson stats. Jerry Cross has only played a couple games this year because of an injury. Uh, and of course the same with deny Dennis Sutton. But, you know, if, you, if you're, if you're looking for, you know, the game changers on offense, those four are a good place to start. So AL.com uh, has a story. It looks like Sports Illustrated might have one out, too. Uh, IMG Academy, the last weekend of October, went to play uh, Auburn Highs down in uh, – or Auburn High – Auburn High, rather, <laughs> down in Alabama. Uh, Catron Allen, 24 carries for 143 yards and three touchdowns and also had 26 of IMG's 54 receiving yards. That's according to AL.com. So I guess the one thing I'll say with him, we might not be able to find season-long stats, but every time I come across game-by-game stats, Ryan, Mm -hmm. uh, he has a pretty impressive stat line against some really good competition. This Auburn High team is uh, in the playoffs, and I believe that is in Alabama's biggest classification. So, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously nothing to sneeze at there. Yeah, IMG's not playing small schools. <laughs> They're always playing the best, the best six A schools. I I was looking. I I thought the St. Francis IMG game was going to be in Baltimore for some reason. I I totally was planning to go to that, and then I learned the other day it's in Florida. Maybe that just was a brain fart on my end, or, or something was changed. So uh, I, I was I was looking forward to seeing that game here in a week or two, but I don't think I'm going to be able to fly down to Florida uh, this time of the year. So. Uh, but that'll be an awesome game to watch, of course. You know, there's Jayshon Barham and uh, Andre Roy will be over there. I mean, St. Francis is stacked. IMG stacked. So uh, hopefully that game will be on TV or, or on YouTube or something so we can watch it. You're listening to the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. He's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. And you just transitioned us into the second half of this episode, Ryan, because you mentioned Jay Sean Barham. So we talked a little bit earlier about Penn State's situation in the class of 2022 with commits. We obviously just ran down some key stats and performances from those guys throughout the course of this season to date. Now let's get into what's left. So we mentioned earlier Penn State has 25 high school recruits as we sit here on November 9th. They obviously have the one college uh, transfer commit from Harvard offensive lineman Spencer Rowland, which makes that number 26, and that's important to note. So Ryan, mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about Barr, and we've talked a lot about some other guys in recent weeks and that maybe Penn State could get involved with uh, some guys down the stretch here. But uh, I think you said it uh, on the show two weeks ago, because if you didn't uh, missed last week's episode, we had Charles Power uh, on three, uh, scouting and recruiting director on to kind of give everyone the lowdown of what is new with Blue White Illustrated and on three recruiting coverage. So you can check that out uh, wherever you get your podcast if you missed it. But Ryan, you've kind of been pushing this for a couple of weeks now that – Penn State, in all likelihood, is probably, you know, maybe they take one more guy. But in all likelihood, uh, I think we're all aware by now, and if not, you should be, um, that Penn State's going to need to do some transfer portal work this offseason. Mm-hmm. There's just no way around it. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a quarterback. You know, it, it's in a number of spots, especially if some guys move on to the NFL or whatever earlier than expected. You're obviously going to probably have some guys just jump in the portal and look for more playing time elsewhere. So it becomes a numbers game, and you can run through a couple of the guys that we're still keeping an eye on, maybe one, not so much anymore. But ultimately, it feels like this class might stick with where it's at at this point. 
Um, yeah, well, I mean, Bar. Look, if they can add Barham or Mill Wagner, they're adding them. Uh, sure. they, I have no doubts about that. They want those two. Uh, Barham just visited Maryland for an unofficial visit. I believe it was for the Indiana game. And I think Andre Roy actually visited Maryland for the Penn State game last week, which is something maybe to keep an eye on. And actually, if there's anybody to watch for a decommitment, I should have mentioned Roy earlier too. I mean, he he is probably somebody that we should watch there. Uh, we'll see what happens there. He's another guy who just doesn't talk. And, and it's Penn State seems to have a handful of those guys uh, every year. And this year it feels like they have a few more uh, than, than normal. Maybe I just got to do a better job. But it's it's been tough with a couple of them. But, I mean, to me, it's, it's Barham and Wagner. And then you kind of have this group of guys that – you know, there's conversations with, but as Penn State really pushing all out for, uh, I, I, I talked about Julian Armella last week as I know, you know, I know Troutwine and, and some people on the staff want to get him up for official visit. Uh, he has a playoff game Friday. And then they're also trying to see what goes on with Emil Wagner, who set the commit on Thursday. So that official visit is kind of up in the air. I, I think there's still a chance he will come, but I'm not as optimistic as I was last week mm-hmm. about it. Uh, Larry Turner Gooden is an interesting guy to keep an eye on. So he wants to marry. I'm going to hit that went- film now for anyone watching on YouTube. We'll play a little bit of his film. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Um, okay, of course, he came to Penn State for the Auburn game. He went to Texas then for an official visit. And now he's actually taken two more official visits now. Uh, Maryland uh, was one. I believe that was for the Indiana game. And then he went to Colorado last week too, which was a visit he was talking about doing. Uh, and then, um, you know, I, I didn't know if he was serious about it or not because I feel like he's a better player than Colorado. But he did end up going there. Uh, the one thing I'm curious now is how hard is Penn State pushing? Because he was a guy for a while that I thought they were definitely on for. And now, you know, following the Jordan Allen commitment or decommitment, excuse me, you know, I thought, OK, maybe they'll ramp it up with Turner Gooden. And I just I'm not getting that sense. I, I, I kind of feel like they've said, all right, you know what, we really don't need another cornerback in this class. We need to to hold something back maybe a little bit, especially if we are able to get Baum and Wagner and have at least a couple scholarships for the portal. We know until guys head out, it's it's just tough to uh, really know it's what the numbers game. are. Yeah, it's a exactly. Game. Yeah, you could feel I mean, good I mean, about some guesses, but it's still a guessing game. And I think and before you finish your thought, look no further than last season and the lack of portal activity going outbound for Penn State. Mm-hmm. Kind of tells you all you need to know. Do I think they'll repeat that this year? No, probably not. But yeah. I think it's a good reminder for us that, you know, just because there's some guys who would think makes sense to go in the portal and blah, 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 doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. And, you know, yeah. it, it, that is uh, got to be a part of the staff calculations as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I, I think you make a good point there. So I, I put Turner Gooden, Julian Armella, I'll include Tyrese Fairbury in this because they are still technically talking to him. I don't see a ton coming from it. And also Chris Graves, who's an interesting prospect. Uh, I believe he's committed to Miami at the moment. Uh, Somebody to keep an eye on, uh, but I really just don't. All of those guys, just they, they feel unlikely to me. Graves, by the way, he's from Fort Myers. Uh, yeah, he is a Miami commit. I, I, for some reason, I was thinking maybe he decommitted, but uh, – I don't know. I, I just I don't see it really happening. Graves is an athlete, by the way, 6'1", 175. I mean, they, they are keeping an eye on some defensive backs, but just to me, it feels like it's all about Barham, all about Wagner. If you can get one of those guys, they'll be happy. If you got both, it'd be incredible. You know, I, I talked last week about Wagner. There is definitely some optimism uh, from Penn State. Just for me, though, in the family feel with Kentucky, with his brother being a GA there, it just feels like it's going to be hard to beat out. And also, Wagner did go to Kentucky this past weekend. And with a commitment now set for Thursday, 
usually not a good sign. I will say that Penn State is supposed to have a Zoom with Wagner, I believe, tonight, uh, which is Tuesday, November 9th. And I am trying to uh, schedule an interview with him after that Zoom to get a feel for, you know, kind of what their final talks were. He does like to do interviews. That's usually the good thing. He's great. Now, now will he do it this close to a commitment? I don't know. We'll see. But... Uh, I've been communicating with him, so I, I think yeah. I think he will. It's just more so, uh, is he already decided and do I have a reason to do it is, is kind of where I'm at right. with that. So we'll see. I don't want to promise that interview, but we'll we'll see what, what happens. So to me, yeah, Barham would be number one. Emil Wagner would be probably 1A. Uh, they're both very important. And then everybody else is just kind of in this group. Uh, I feel like they have to add transfers at Penn State. You fans, you you've watched the team this year. There are definitely holes uh, that would be filled better with a with a transfer portal oh, addition. Holes now. When you're Just already wait until there's some movement potentially after this season. Yeah, yeah it could get real yeah. uh, real full of holes real quick. Yeah, so that 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 feels like they're playing to me right now, man. I, they need to they need to definitely hold some scholarships back and make sure they have at least a couple bullets uh, to throw at the portal. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question. Do keep in mind that. The new rules are going to allow you that if someone seven, up to seven players transfer after uh, the first signing day, you can fill those with recruiting. Uh, if I'm sorry, you can fill those with anything, really. You have seven scholarships filled. But the key, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to cut you off because I know what you're about to say, 85, 85, 85, 85, yeah. 85. That is a cap for Penn State, for every other college football program. And until that's changed, which I know that – there's been a lot of talk at different points of the year about whether or not maybe one day that'll go up or whatever. Uh, it's not the case right now. So it might mm-hmm. sound great that you can do that, but if you don't have the space to stay under 85 and do it, it really doesn't make any difference at all. Yeah, and they have a huge class as it is, you know. Right. So, like, that's the other thing, too, is, uh, you know, if the Penn State was planning to sign a class of 2021, um, you know, that that kind of a size class, that, that rule would come into play more. But when you already have – you know, again, we have to include Spencer Rowan in this too. So, you know, mm-hmm. when you're already at 26 or so, uh, and then you're trying to still add one or two high school guys and Barham and Wagner, it just it's just not going to impact Penn State this year. All right, it well, is what it is. It is. Yep, and we'll have to wait and see. I will say this: I, I get the sense, Ryan, that it will not be a quiet December, January, February. Even if all of the coaching staff stuff stays the same. Uh, some portal stuff will probably keep us plenty busy in other roster news. Yeah, of course. Uh, as we get into 2022. All right, we're coming down the home stretch here of the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. It's Michigan week, folks. And while this game maybe doesn't have the same luster that some folks thought it would back in August or even at the start of October, uh, it's here. And uh, let's start with this. We're going to get into some names to know. Uh, if you join us inside the Blue White Illustrated Lions Den Premium Forum, again, it's just $1 for an entire year of access. You're not going to find a better deal. On the internet, you would have read some of the names to know inside the forum that are planning to come. Before we get into that, I just want to start with a general overview, though, Ryan. Noon kick. Everyone knows a noon kick in Beaver Stadium, in State College. If you're not a recruit, it's tough to get there. If you are a recruit, it's tough to get there. So if this weekend previously was going to be the second biggest, I think we can agree that it'll still be the second biggest of the year for a Penn State home game. But how well, much is it diminished at this point because of that noon start? A lot, a lot. Uh, I, I now I'm not so sure it's going to be a bigger list than Indiana. I mean, put it this way, I've got a handful and of names. Was, and that, to talk- be fair, that was a pretty good list for a game like that. It was. So it I, was. I, mean, I think that's the important context. This should be bigger, but. Mm-hmm. 
It is. It or if you go back and look, um, which we have to post the uh, season-long visitor list. We'll get that up on the board here at some point. I forgot all about mm-hmm. that. But anyway, uh, once we do that, you'll have a chance to go back and look at that list. And uh, I do think, Ryan, it was a little bit more impressive than we thought. You and I spent a fair amount of time down there getting photos before that game. And I think we spent longer than uh, anticipated. But that it's not necessarily the point of this conversation. Um, <laughs> noon start obviously dampens things in terms of what Penn State can do from a hosting recruits perspective. Yeah. Well, one thing I will add is that uh, if you go to the football recruiting tab at the top of our page, uh, there's a visits category there. And I've spent months adding or not months i've only been here for nine days but i've spent a lot spent a week adding so many visits into that so uh you you will and that's free to everybody everybody can can watch can can you know monitor that page uh any visit that i log into the system will go up there so you you will notice a, a bunch of guys uh in, in that category so uh but look yeah that 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 indiana game had about 20 20 i think it was like 22 uncommitted guys i want to say like scholarship uncommitted players and um i think that's kind of what this is going to end up about i mean i've already talked to like for example drew alar and i know he's a committed guy but like he can't come this weekend he was going to be here uh but with being a noon kick you know he usually uh he wants to be there for his team saturday morning they have film you know as long as he he wins friday night and, and he's planning to do that uh he, he has to be there for his teammates he has to be there for the saturday morning film session you have to respect that uh deny dennis sutton for example you know he, he he's unable to make it now uh with being a noon kick and, and there are going to be a handful of other guys too uh i actually i mean i have a bunch of them already i don't want to throw names out there just because it's uh i think it's unfair to them that uh if they don't they don't want it out there. The commits, I'm, they're not too worried about that. So right now, what I do have, though, are a handful of guys. Uh, I'd say uh, we're getting up towards a dozen or so who, you know, as of last night, Monday, uh, November 8th, we're, we're planning to be here. And a couple others uh, confirmed this morning. Uh, let's see here. Roddy Gallagher, I did an interview with last week. He's somebody who uh, should be back. This will be his third visit this year. And that'll be big to get him back on campus. Joshua Miller. Of course, we were watching him for a commitment last week. He decided to hold off. Um, I, I, I kind of mentioned I, I felt like the the Franklin rumors were a big reason he held off, and that's why I would be surprised if he made a commitment this weekend. But you know, whenever you get on campus, you're talking to the coaches. Things happen, so so let's see where that plays out. Uh, I just did a story on Musa Kane this morning. Uh, it's behind a paywall for all the details, but uh, one you know, dollar, I, I one dollar to read that story. One dollar, guys. Yeah. Hey, one thing I will say is like the. The amount of subscribers we've gotten in nine days has, like, truly blown my mind. I knew it was a one dollar. Yeah, so we deal do want to thank everyone I mean, for that, absolutely. But we have like seventy percent of our community uh, that has already come over from Rivals, and that, you know, that was a number that we we knew we would get to eventually. But to get it in nine days was just incredible. So thank you guys so much uh, for coming, and you know, we'll we'll keep banging out content to to make you guys uh, to worth that dollar. I think it's I think it should be worth a dollar. I I would hope so. But um, you know. Uh, Musa Kane again. He's a he's actually pretty high on their board as a safety prospect. That's one thing I've learned. I've actually been talking to Charles Power uh, earlier today about we we need to get him ranked because right now he's unranked on on three. You're going to find a couple of guys that are you know just falling through the cracks. We're trying to do all this in a condensed period of time, but he's somebody that uh, we need to get in front of our guys and get ranked. And and man, if you if you go through his social media, 
he posts some incredible videos of him working out, you know, 38 inch plus vertical, uh, a lot of other different drills. And that actually had a big part in Penn State offering him uh, when they did. He, he came to camp, of course, and camp for them. And that's when it solidified. But uh, just just from them watching his social media throughout the, the pandemic, it played a big part in his recruitment. Uh, now he's a top prospect uh, that, I, that I personally think should be a four star. And we'll see what happens here moving forward. So a couple of guys to keep an eye on. Anthony Specka, of course. Uh, 2024 linebacker out of Central Catholic. He's set to be here. Uh, this will be his second visit, third visit since the summer, second visit for a season. He was at the Indiana game earlier this year. And I feel like Penn State's also a pretty good start with him. Pitt's in the mix as well. Uh, Notre Dame, I believe, is another school to, to keep an eye on there. Uh, he did go out to Notre Dame for the USC visit. So there's a couple guys. I don't want to give it all away. The, the one last group that I will say um, – that I, that I will put out there is that Penn State is planning to host a group of players from American Heritage in Plantation, Florida, which is awesome. It, it, those guys already have their books uh, or their flights booked. They're supposed to be flying out uh, early Saturday morning and, and they will get here on campus. Um, I will save the names for uh, on the premium board. We got We got to tease it a little bit, but uh, to, to get a stacked uh, there's a handful of guys from one of the most prestigious high school programs out there uh, to get them to fly up here Saturday morning uh, for a noon game uh, is impressive. And I, I confirmed with with one of those guys this morning that all, all plans are are to still be here. So we're going to keep adding to this all week. You know, like I said, I, I would expect probably somewhere a little bit around Indiana. I mean, originally I thought we'd see about 30 uncommitted guys with, you know, who hold scholarship offers kind of thinking it'll be a little less than that now with it being a noon kick and yeah that number ended up stuck. being about 17 i believe for indiana uncommitted okay. guys who had offers yeah okay yeah so i i would think it'd be somewhere maybe a little bit higher than that but uh you know i don't know if we're gonna i mean it's definitely not gonna reach the auburn you know 50 uncommitted scholarship guys uh, i i kind of still would be surprised if it gets to to 30 i would think it'd maybe be a little bit over 20. But that's still All a great right. list for a new yeah, game. So. Absolutely. Again, it's one of those things where, especially this time of year, too, I mean, you have guys in playoffs. You have guys who just went through a long season and they didn't make the playoffs, mm-hmm. but they were also taking visits during uh, their regular season and they just need a breather. And so, you yeah. know, it's – I don't want to say it's an excuse not to come, but I'm sure there's probably not – there's some kids out there that maybe wanted to come, but it's a noon game. They're not going to take the uh, – <laughs> the chance and to also, do so in the early drive and yeah. all that. So it is what I'll, it is. Uh, yeah, finish up here. Final let me have one. Also, I was just yeah. going to say is, you know, when we went through a pandemic, like a, there was a massive rush in June, right? And and and, and got a ton of guys got a visit in there. And then there was a massive rush in the beginning of the season to get those games in. And, you know, a bunch of these guys went to three, four different games all throughout September. Right. And then we kind of saw just even nationally – that kind of die down a little bit in October. And I wouldn't be surprised if it uh, dies down a little bit in November as well. So just, just guys get fatigued from it. You know, when you go however many months it was 16 months or so with nothing, then they just rushed them all in at one time. And uh feels like some guys are trying to take a break. Like Phil, Phil, uh, Pichotti. Uh, I think it's Pichotti. I, I always screw his name up. You don't uh, have but- it right. I'm not going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I should have it right now. I just got so many names run through my head, but like, I was just talking to him the other day and he, he was originally, going to come up here yes um and just long long story short i mean he just kind of was like man i just went to notre dame last week like i'm just kind of i've been going all out with these visits lately i need to take a break so that's just one example all right well stay up to date on the latest penn state recruiting news at blueillustrated.com one dollar to sign up for a year worth of coverage ryan final thoughts buddy i think it's time to uh, get on the road here and uh, start confirming some more visitors last words 
Yeah, man. Uh, just It should be, like I said, should be a busy week. We'll have updates every day on who's coming. Uh, I'm also going to try and actually get on the road and go watch a game Friday night with it being a noon kick. I don't know how far I'm going to travel. Sure. I was thinking about going to see Rodney Gallagher in Aliquippa. It's like a six-hour round trip on a Friday, so I'm a little torn on it. But I'll definitely be at a game Friday night. We'll we'll have highlights from someone. All right. Well, check it out. BlueWhiteIllustrated.com for the latest. He's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle, and we'll catch you next time on the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast.